welcome to our podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Kenna. And this is Content Chaos. Alright, so this episode of Sam and Colby is at the Goatman's Bridge. Um, it's in Texas. So they went all the way from um, Arkansas. Arkansas. All the way to Texas. Eureka Springs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> they anyway <laughs> they went with Call Me Chris again, and Selena Spooky Boo was also supposed to be in this episode, but she got really sick at the end of last video, like we said before, and she like threw up twenty times that morning, so she just decided to get back on a plane and go to Canada. Um. Felt kind of bad for her, not gonna lie. Yeah, it was super weird, because she just kind of woke up in the middle of the night and just, like, got really sick. Yeah. And she just decided that it would probably be best if she just went home. It's kind of weird, kind of suspicious. Just a little. Do you think it was because of, like, the the spirits and, like, the negative energy? Um, at, on the, in the last video? Yeah, or like, the-, the hotel. Or, like, they said a little bit further into this episode... Chris said that Selena thought that it was, like, an omen. Right. I don't know. I think Selena, maybe it was from last video, or it could have just been, like, an omen for this video as well. Like, she just knew that she shouldn't go. We'll get into more of that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, this is actually on the top five list of the most demonic places in America. Crazy. That's that's insane. That's not a list you want to be on. Um, no. Or you want to go to, to be honest. Yeah, and they say that it's comparable to, like, the demonic um, entities in The Conjuring House. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did remember them saying that, which is crazy. I don't think this video, I don't think an outdoors video could ever compare to The Conjuring. Like, it doesn't compare to, like, the houses or hotels or just buildings, mm-hmm. like, even if, like, they're abandoned or anything. Right. I feel like because it's so open and, like, it's very hard to hear things on the microphone. It just... And you don't know if it's something else. Like, sure, it could be a ghost or it could be a deer or it could be a raccoon or it could be a yeah. squirrel. Like, you don't really know. And there were, like, cars around and, like... Right. You know, anyone can kind of, like, be out there in that open space. You just don't know. And the bugs were annoying. That, too. They had to be annoying for them because, obviously, you're the only thing with a light within how many miles. Yeah. But, like, the bugs were all in their face the whole time. They definitely were going to need some anti-itch cream the next day. (laughs) I bet they got a shit ton of bug bites. Oh, I'm sure. But, um, speaking of Goatman's Bridge, we should probably talk about why it's called Goatman Bridge. So, um, it originally was the goat herder that lived on the other side of the bridge, which obviously the townspeople went across the bridge to get to his house, right? So, it became the Goatsman Bridge. Yeah. Well, his name was Oscar Washburn, and he lived there with his family. And Oscar was African American, and unfortunately, he ended up uh, dying by the hands of the KKK on the bridge. They actually hung him over the bridge and left and came back later and he wasn't there. So them thinking he Disappeared. Ran... Right. So them thinking he somehow escaped and went back to his family, to his house, they went and burned his house down and killed his family. 
That's so, so sad. Right. So that's kind of where everyone thinks, like, the hauntings of this area started is from Probably. that tra- traumatic experience. All um, that negative energy there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And actually, they talk about Oscar being one of the more friendly ghosts. Um, they never actually, I think, contact Oscar Mm-mm. in this video. I think, like, the demonic entities, it's hard for good spirits to come through when there's so much negative. Because, yeah, I feel like the negative energy, like, outweighs the positive, so. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that they necessarily tried too many times to reach out specifically to Oscar. I think they were more focusing on the demonic right. entities, which wasn't a good idea, but, you know, it's Sam and Colby, so... Well, another thing that kind of contributed to the negative energy of this place is it's known to be a hot spot for Satan worshippers and, like, satanic rituals and, like, Mm -hmm. killing animals and sacrifices. And um, this kind of brought up the idea of an egregore, which we've talked about before, which is kind of like you create a haunted place. Like, Mm -hmm. you bring that energy there, which attracts darker and darker spirits so you're kind of creating the haunting even if it wasn't necessarily haunted before yes um also there is kind of the idea that an entity like an actual demon was created by these collective like negative thoughts and that's the ghost goatman so oscar was an actual person but they're said to be a demonic entity called the goatman and he's like kind of known to be look like satan I guess. Yeah, he's like a half human, half goat. But don't be fooled. It's not like Mr. Tumnus from Narnia. No. No, no it's a very close. bad very It's a very, very different kind of looking goat man. He's like eight feet or taller, has like red or black fur, black eyes, huge horns, like the scariest goat man that you can think of basically right he basically they think he appeared just because everyone just brought all that negative energy there like um lots of people use ouija boards there um there's been a lot of suicides actually on the bridge which was Mm -hmm. interesting because they mentioned the forest in i believe japan yeah it's called like suicide forest and I didn't know this, but apparently they said there's uh, known to be, like, a demonic entity there that might be, like, mm-hmm. drawing like, the people luring in. people there, then committing suicide. Like, people aren't necessarily, like, planning to commit suicide mm-hmm. when going there, but then, like, the negative energy is... Right, which is crazy that this... I don't know how many suicides have happened on the bridge, but it is kind of, like, scary to think about. Yeah. Um... There's also a more nasty spirit than the Goatman. Um, his, his name is Steve. <laughs> Wonder, do you think that was like his actual name? Or do you think that's just like a name that came through? I think that was his actual name. Because um, he was a real person. Why, why, if you were a demonic entity, name yourself Steve when the goat man's living under the bridge? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem too uh... scary. But he's known to scratch and bite people. He was a real person, like we mentioned. He was a leader for the KKK, actually, which kind of is crazy that it all ties back to that group, like, here in this area. And um, he was an evil person while he was alive. Also, he was ugly. He was so ugly. So ugly. They showed a picture of him and his, like, three wives or whatever, and he, oh my gosh. Like, 
If it was an evil person, I would believe it'd be him. Needed a facial or something, man. I, oh my god. No, he needed to die. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Uh, so, like we mentioned, Emma mentioned, he had three wives. And he was known to, like, beat and rape them. But he wanted a fourth one. And he actually pursued her with the same methods that have worked before. Right? You mm-hmm. know? Because... Oh my god. Anyway, she took poisons to stop, like the suffering basically because she wanted to get away from him so she basically committed suicide to get away from steve because that's like the only way out mm-hmm. and what she thought so. steve had bitten her so bad that cannibalism was actually a cause of death on her death certificate effing you dude this that's guy so nasty is the worst of the worst and like, like just awful oh my gosh and I guess you could kind of tell he doesn't really like women, so... No. <laughs> Chris being there was kind of, like, the main target yeah. for him. Um, but this kind of leads us to, like, we're kind of done with the backstory and kind of leads us into the investigation. Yeah. And they kind of went, like, back and forth between them, like, walking through the forest and then going back to, like, background, which was kind of different because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times they do a lot of their background just like in one clip and then they'll go into their investigation after they explain everything I just think it's because you can't really tell that anything's happening when they're walking through the woods maybe because they do so they do point out that there's they feel like something's not feel they hear something following them yeah like off to the side like off to their left side as they're walking they can hear something like running through the forest like next to them but we, you said you couldn't hear it with headphones. No, I couldn't, I couldn't even hear it with headphones on. I think, like I said before, it's because the microphone, it's hard to hear outside because mm-hmm. it's picking up all of, like, the bug noises and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, the wind and all of that stuff, too. Well, it's hard to hear the knocks and everything inside. Yeah. When they're inside, too, it's hard to hear it through the this microphone so being outside with all the extra noise like you mentioned makes it even worse mm-hmm. um they kind of noticed that it was mostly following chris i don't know how much i believe this because they it's not like they were walking far apart from each other the whole time yeah and they decided not to separate at all so they are all walking as a group staying as a group the entire time but I mean, she does get targeted a little later. Yes. So, I don't know. At this beginning part, I thought that it could be an animal. And they circle back at the end and say that there was coyotes following them. Oh, you remember yeah. when they're running at the end? Mm-hmm. So, has this coyote or coyotes been following them the whole time? Is that what this I is? Don't, but is that really that likely, though, that... The animal would be following them the entire walk. Well... Like, that's kind of what's weird, is that it stays with them and they continuously hear it. Yeah. The whole time that they're walking. The more they hear it in different places, the more likely it's not an animal. Because they sometimes hear it on different sides of the trail. Mm-hmm. When um, they, like, stop and then they'll start again and now it's on the other side of the trail. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, like, the bigger parts of this video is they feel like something's following them but I'm just not too convinced about it yeah I just don't know also they talk about how when you like shine your flashlight into forest it kind of like plays mind tricks your mind plays tricks on you and you can see shadow figures and I'm wondering if that's 
why people report shadow figures by the forest because it's just actually shadows maybe and like i said it's out in the open so i feel like there are more shadows just because Mm -hmm. then you're shining your flashlight just on the trees and stuff Mm -hmm. so then you think that you see more when really it's just other shadows of other things whether it's an animal or just like the wind blowing things you know I feel like it's hard to get definitive proof. Definitive proof. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because there's so many, like, you can think about all of the factors of being in a house really is just, like, the house settling noises. Mm -hmm. That's kind of it. But outside, there's so many different variables that could come into play. It's just hard to have a haunted video outside. Yeah, I've never really been fond of any haunted video outside. Like, they they seem to call it. Colby have done them before. Yeah. And I've just never really liked them that much. So then they are walking along and they get a call from Selena. And this is the weirdest call ever. Mm -hmm. So she calls them because she just landed um, back in Canada and literally hasn't been available for five hours. They haven't talked to her since she left that morning. And she's like, Hey, I just wanted to call you because I just had this really weird dream on the plane. Like the flight attendant had to like wake me up because I was screaming, which is crazy. And she's like, um, I just wanted to call you to make sure that this actually like was a dream and that it isn't like her gift trying to tell her something. (laughs) Selena's like like a walking omen in this video. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because in other videos, she talks about her gift and how she sees moments in time, memories, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so she tells them what her dream was. So Sam, Colby, and Chris were on the trail, and she says that there were trees on both sides, and they leaned into each other, which could be the portal to Hell Tree, which is like the tree known for having rituals and stuff done like either in it or around it and it's supposedly the portal to hell yeah it looks like two trees kind of like were combined but there's kind of like a hole in the in middle, middle of- like it it parts ways and then it comes back together right and it's known to like be a portal um some mediums and psychics have said that it is the portal in that area yeah and selena's like um don't touch the don't, tree. Don't go through it. Don't touch it, which is insane because Colby actually was going to touch it like 10 minutes prior to this phone call. And I'm so glad that he was not stupid enough to touch it because uh, there's this story of this um, kid and he touched it on a tour. And afterwards, when he was driving home, he got in a pretty bad car accident. So Right, which I don't... I don't know if I believe in the, if you do this, bad things are going to happen to you, but... Okay, but I've heard so many stories of stuff like that happening. Really? After things like that, like, even look at Post Malone and his story with Zach Bagans. Like, a bunch of stuff happened to him after that. I guess that goes all the way back to, like, coincidences and what you believe a coincidence is. Yeah, just don't go taunting any spirits no. and stuff, man. Because, I don't know, because then I believe in attachment, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't, don't know, know if, like, touching an object is gonna get you 
bad look. Because I don't know, because that's crazy, because that means that this object is affecting your life when you're thousands of miles away. I mean, look at even the doll. What was her name in Zach Bagan's museum? If you even look her in the oh, eye like yeah. something bad can happen to you. Dude, all of us turned away. We're like, we are not looking at this even through a video. Yeah, I guess it's always good to be cautious. I feel like it's better safe than sorry. And I'm right. glad that they were safe with this rather than sorry. It's the only thing in this video they were safe about. <laughs> so then Selena goes on and says that they were walking with like flashes of light, like going dark to bright, which Chris points out is like running with flashlights. And she also says that something is off to the side of them, which is like what they heard earlier with um, whatever that was running in the forest next to them, mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy because then all of that stuff that she said basically rang true. Right, already happened. Like already happened yeah. before the phone call. But then the last thing that she says is that Chris and Colby aren't like together with Sam, like Sam's by himself and he's crying with his face covered in dirt and blood. And I mean, it kind no. of comes no. true. No. <laughs> like they try to make it out to be kind of true, but it doesn't really. No. Not even not even a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> but but it's the rest cool. is crazy. The rest is so right on. Here's point. what I think. Selena told them what happened. Like, in her dream. All the stuff that already came true, like, that she said, like, came true already. But then she told them what else was supposed to happen. So, I feel like the future the future can always change. And so then, once they knew that, they're like, okay, we're not going to split up. So, what right. if they were going, what if they are planning on splitting up, but then decided against it after she said that? So, you think they would have split up if Selena never called Dude, them? it's Sam and Colby. <laughs> they always fucking split up. So, yes, I think they would have. Mm -hmm. But... They didn't end up doing that, so... Yeah, but this phone call just really freaks them out. Like, it would have freaked me out, because she basically predicted the stuff that already happened, and she had, like, no way of communicating with them. No, like, they didn't have any contact with her when they, like, got there, because she was on a five-hour flight back to Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty crazy of a story. Yeah, and on that happy note, they started their investigation... Um, Yay! They started at where Oscar's house used to be, and before they even got everything set up, Chris felt like three little pats on the, her backpack. Yeah, she said that she thought she was running into a tree, and then she looked around her, and she's like, they're literally in the middle of nowhere with nothing around them. Mm-hmm. And... They know of a story of, like, a little girl who likes to touch you, like, around your waist, you know, about, like, her height, what mm -hmm. she would be. So they, or, like, try to grab your hand to get your attention. Mm-hmm. So they think it might have been her. They don't really say... So this is the thing that there's, like, a plot hole in this video <laughs> about kids. Because they mention children a few times, but they never, like, really go into, like, what... Like what the background was with them, like why they're there. Because they just, Sam just says basically the townspeople had to up and move because of the disease. So did, was the disease affecting kids specifically? Or maybe just a few kids from the disease died or something. I don't know. They didn't ever elaborate. No, but they were specifically told 
by, so they were, they interviewed this lady who had written a book about this place and she had done many investigations and she told them specifically not to ask open-ended questions because you're going to get someone you do not want. Yes. You're going to get, you're going to get an answer, but you're not going to want to be communicating with them. Yes. That was literally the only rule that she gave them. Mm -hmm. Like one of the biggest things that she told them. Well, we'll circle back to that one. But they used the obelisk to communicate at this spot. They used that a lot, um, this episode. And it goes off, like, consistently, like, pretty constantly. Which is weird, because mm-hmm. usually the obelisk takes, like, one to two minutes in between words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was going, like, boom, boom, boom. And it says psychic and disease twice, just while they're standing there in this area. Mm-hmm psychic like the three of them are or was it talking about selena's dream right and disease that's probably has to do with the townspeople probably um but it really repeats words throughout the whole investigation like you don't usually see the ovelis repeat words Mm -mm. it's always like different words like it's trying to communicate different things Mm -hmm. but this was all the same words coming out which i thought which i found interesting like i found it odd that it was the same words mm-hmm. and it wasn't really like telling them anything in particular mm-hmm. it was mostly just going off of the history that they already told us about it all kind of added up to that but it didn't really tell us anything else like it was more residual energy i feel like yeah like just telling like who was there in the area and kind of their story but nothing was trying to get anything through to them they and were it, just picking up what was already there and it wasn't anything like the juicy happened like it mm-hmm. just was the basics the only big thing that happened was chris um with the backpack touching mhm and that was the really only thing for this area so Then they moved on to the bridge, and they moved on to the middle of the bridge. Mm -hmm. And they set up flashlights on either side of the bridge, and they used the obelisk again. And the obelisk had said scratched at um, the previous spot, and then it said scratched again. I believe it was the first word that it said was scratch. Mm -hmm. So guess what they did? (laughs) Who could have guessed it? They asked an open-ended question, because... Because they got too antsy and... They didn't feel like they were getting a response. Yeah, so what do they do? They ask anyone, anyone at all to communicate. Which is exactly what she told them not to do, but it's fine. Right, so they just were like, hey, can anyone, anywhere give us a sign about anything? They didn't last very long. (laughs) No, because then Sam gets scratched on his back. And I think this is a bite mark. They don't, I feel like they don't go close enough up to where you can see necessarily what it is. Like, you just see a red mark. I don't think Sam did it. I don't think so either. But, like, it's like a half circle. It's, like, thicker towards the middle of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's weird because previously when Chris got, like, patted on the backpack, they checked each other's backs just to Mm -hmm. make sure that they didn't have anything on like, on their backs, Mm -hmm. and Sam didn't have anything earlier, so this red mark just showed up, like, it was fresh. And he felt, like, the burning, 
or yeah. what? And his back hurt for a while after. You know when you get a scratch, like, it hurts, but then it, like, stops? Mm-hmm. It didn't stop. It went on for a while with him. She was like, I thought the weight of the camera was making it worse, whatever, but it still hurt him, like, really bad. Right. For a while after that. So then they asked um, which side of the bridge that it, whatever had scratched Sam, wanted to go. And it lit up the side, lit up the side of the Ouija board. And basically, this Ouija board is a big slab of concrete that was made into a life-size Ouija board, like a human Ouija board. Which you're asking to be possessed, or like, what's the how, goal? How do you use it? Like how? What's the <laughs> how goal? How are you getting to the different letters and numbers here? That's, yeah, I just the life-size Ouija board didn't make any sense to me because I don't understand how you're supposed to use it. Yeah, I don't know. Because are you just asking for one person of your group to get possessed? Or... <laughs> I mean, they there are stories of people getting possessed there. Like that mm-hmm. one girl from, was it Ghost Adventures? Yes, or Hunters. I don't remember which one it was. But she quit the show afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I, I would have too. I would have been like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. So they just wanted to put on like the spirit box and they asked it a few questions. Like Sam asked it. If they're talking to whoever scratched his back, and it says, like, I did. And that's pretty scary. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. Who do you think did it, though? Do you think it was Steve? I don't really have any idea who who else it would be. Do you think it was the goat man? Um, They don't really... I don't feel like... Whenever, so they're communicating with stuff all night long, but the only time that it's specialized is with Steve. The only time they get answers is when they think it's Steve. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that could just be because Chris is there. I mean, Steve is definitely a possibility. But, like, then they ask kind of a more generalized question, like, is this the most haunted spot? And then more comes through the spirit box, which is like, there's a more haunted spot. And that could be anybody. Yeah. You know? What I mean, and um, what comes through a couple times is find it or find me, which I thought was weird because why don't you just like show it, show us you. Then it also says under the bridge. Um, so like, is that the spot that is more haunted maybe? Mm-hmm. And then they also um, heard something in the woods but they don't really get anything else other than that. So then they decide to go back to the bridge. Well, at the Ouija spot, there was that light in the forest. What light? Um, When they first got there, there was that light that was back in the forest. And it was, like, on the whole time they were there. I don't know if it's, like, Oh, yeah. A I don't know what that light. is. Maybe. Because it wasn't a car because it wasn't moving. Right. But we don't know the orientation of the trails or anything. So we don't know if the Ouija board's, like, facing the highway. Or if that's the way to the highway or not. I, yeah, I don't know. But it stays the same brightness and it stays in the same spot the whole time they're there. Like, you can kind of see it in the background. It could have just been a street light. Who right. knows? But I felt like that was worth pointing out. But, yeah. So, then after that, they decide to go back to the bridge and they heard about this car ritual um, where you go onto the bridge, 
you stop in the middle and then you honk three times and then supposedly you're supposed to see like the goat man but you're not actually allowed to drive on the bridge anymore but they still wanted to do the ritual so they brought two car headlights and a horn and they pretend drove onto the bridge and Chris honked the horn three times but nothing happened they always try to incorporate, like, one silly thing. Like, usually it's <laughs> yes. clothes. Yeah. Or, like, a trigger object, you know, like, a color or something. I just, it didn't work. They always have some kind of weird idea that they want to try. Right. With these investigations. But then, it, I don't remember how far it was after they were done doing the stupid car thing. So maybe the car thing worked. I don't know. But they hear a scream. You can't hear the first scream. Because they weren't filming at the time. They started filming us like right after they heard it when they were freaking out so then colby i believe it was colby with the camera starts moving towards the middle of the bridge because they were on one side of it and then um they hear this really loud like really loud and really audible scream i think this was a bird i am convinced that i think it's a bird too when you hear it more and more it it really sounds like a bird, especially at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't sound human-like. It definitely no. sounds it, like, like an animal. It, like, squawks yeah. at the end. It, like, the audio does, like, a weird thing where it dips and comes back up again. Like, it's just not a human scream. Like, it definitely sounds like a little girl at the beginning, but at the end, you can tell that it's not. Yeah, like, when I, the first time I heard it, I, I was pretty convinced, and then the end came, and I was like, yeah, I don't, like, the end sounds like an animal. And I can see, like, where in the moment you definitely think that it's a little girl because you're on edge, you're Mm -hmm. already trying to get spirits to communicate, so. Like I said, it's also hard to tell because they're outside, so it can be an animal. Well, the other thing is, why is the animal squawking? That too. Why was it so loud, and why was it like that, that late at night? And if the other scream was the bird as well, why did it do it twice? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what? that's also another thing I guess you could say might be paranormal is, like, what caused the animal to go off. But it could just be, a, like, a coyote was trying to get the bird or something. I don't know. Yeah. But then they move on to under the bridge. And this was a pretty crazy part of the video just because a lot of unexplainable things happen. Um, they start... By setting up the REM pod kind of off to the side and they start setting up candles and then the REM pod goes off in the direction of the candles. But the candles aren't on yet. Mm-mm. So then they pick it up, they reset it, and I believe they set it in the middle of the candles. Yeah, I think so. Or somewhere around there. And it goes off again, but it's on, the same light lights up, which I think is interesting. Yeah, it's the same spot. Right, so then they move it away, like, farther away from the candles, and it doesn't go off at all. Mm-mm. And then and they... he reset it the same exact way that he did before. Mm-hmm. And then when he brought it back again, it went off again. So, they said this has to do with the energy of starting a ritual, but the REM pod is touch. Yeah, I don't know, man. So, I didn't really understand that reasoning, because, like... Sure, there could be more energy, but that wouldn't make the REM pod They, like, summon something with the ritual? I... Like, something then was able to, like, Well, if you just light a candle, you're gonna summon something? I mean, in a circle. I guess. But, like, 
I, I don't know. I don't really. I, it's kind of unexplainable just because he reset it and put it different places so many times. Yeah. Um. But then they bring out the spirit box and it says seven again. It had said seven at the Ouija board. Seven what? Yeah, I don't know. Like, why is it coming up multiple times? That's the thing. Like, with the ovulus, it had multiple words come up. And now the spirit box yeah. is having multiple words come up. Um, it also says seance. Which... Or they think it might have said Sam, but I think it sounds more like seance. I think it says seance. But who knows, I guess. Because um, it doesn't really, as it goes on, it doesn't seem interested in Sam. Yeah, except for the fact that right after that it says, like, like, it says something about, like, him or whatever. I don't remember what exactly it said. Right. So then they ask if that made Selena sick, and it says something like, it said I did, right? But they didn't hear it? I think so. Well, basically, it said basically, I did. Yeah, it, it said that it was what made Selena sick. Which is crazy. But then they ask who they want to talk to, and they think it says Chris. I think it said Chris. Yeah. It, I think it, I think it did. And uh, then the kind of thing that kind of he- ends this whole thing is the candles are blown out. Like, one by one in a right. circle. Right. It is so crazy. I don't, like, I don't think it could have been a gust of wind because it goes in an order around the circle. Yeah, and it's, like, half a second in between each of them, you and know? And they had mentioned that it was hotter under the bridge, probably because there's not as much wind down there. I thought they said it was cold, which was weird. Wasn't it? I don't remember. I, I, I think, think it might have been hot. I think they said it was hotter, and then we were like, well, yeah, duh, because there's no wind under the bridge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's right. not as much, like, access to open air. Yeah, so I don't think it was the wind. But then, Cole, or not Colby, Sam hears a growl, and he's like, that doesn't sound human. Like, it sounds like an animal growl. And this is, I think, could this not be the coyotes? Maybe. It could be. Um, I didn't really think about it too much when I first watched it, but, like, at the end of the video, I think it's after they're done with the, is it after they're done with the Estes method? That they start running because they think there's a pack yeah. of coyotes after yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So maybe the coyotes, like, had been there and followed them to their final investigation. Maybe. I don't think it was any... See, that's what's hard, is any sound they hear it could easily be, like, substituted for an animal. It's very easily debunked outside. Right. the thing. That's the whole thing with this episode that makes it hard to, like, prove anything. Yeah. Anyway, so then they go to their final investigation, which has to be the Estes method. Yep. Because they can't... It can't be a Sam and Colby video without the Estes method. I love the Estes method. And it's my favorite part of the video anyway. Yeah. So they decide to do it right by the portal tree. Mm Mm-hmm. And Sam actually does it this time. Yep. And um, right away, he says Colby. The first word. Yeah. And then a little later, he also says it again. But... I think I think it was like trying to target Colby right at the beginning because then it also points out like his cross necklace because it says that Colby needs to pray. Yeah, it says he needs to pray, which is wild. 
Yeah. Like, what? They've never had anything, like, say something like that before. Like, specifically point out someone and then be like, he needs to do this. Yeah, and it says, like, he needs to pray rather than, like, like, God isn't here. Like, don't believe in God, blah, blah, blah. Like, trying to point you the other way. Mm. Which usually happens, like, with demonic entities. But, so then... It's weird because then it says demon. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't think that it is a demon when it says, like, you need to pray. I don't... Do you think... So maybe it's... I don't know. It's Because he's not a demon. He's just an evil person. Well, I think that he was making fun of Colby's. You think? I think so. I don't think it was serious. Like, it was more of, like, a sarcastic comment? Right. I think so. I don't know. It's hard because they're at this portal with, like, supposedly a bunch of demons, and then it talks about praying. So I think it kind of has to be, like, a joke. Or maybe it was Oscar coming through? You think? Maybe. Like, trying to, like, warn them or mm -hmm. something, maybe? Mm Mm-hmm. But Colby's not, like, we don't know if he has an attachment or anything. Like, why does he need to pray? You know? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It's super weird. But, and it also, they ask, like, a few questions about the tree and, like, if it's a portal or what it is. And it never really answers them. I feel like they don't get too many answers out of this method. They don't get a lot of answers the whole trip. Yeah. It's like it doesn't want to answer them directly or maybe can't. It's more like residual energy. Or maybe like Colby thinks it's an egregore. Mm. So then it's just all this negative energy built up so it won't communicate. Like it can't. Well, but then they think they're talking to Steve. So they ask if Colby asks if they've been following. Steve has been following them for a reason. And it Mm -hmm. says her. Which is a specific response. Yeah. Which obviously means Steve is following them because of Chris. And um, they say, like, you're not allowed to touch us. You're not allowed to follow us. And the spirit box says, I own it. And then body. Which freaks Chris out. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not trying to get, like, possessed here. And what we didn't mention is they had also had, like, commanded it not to touch or follow them under the bridge. Yeah. As well. So it's like, maybe it didn't listen. Maybe not. Maybe it, like, followed them up there anyway and, like... Right. I don't know. But that... That rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like that it said that. So then they pull Sam out and... Like, tell him, hey, we're done. Like, that's not something we want to mess that's with. That's it. And also, he almost touched the tree because he tried yeah. to, like, sit down in the middle of it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do not let him touch that tree. I was surprised they let him get that close to the tree. I know. But maybe he was further away than what the camera showed. Maybe. But, oh, my gosh. It was, it scared me a little bit because I did not want him to touch yeah, the let's tree. Yeah, put, let's put the guy with the blindfold closest to the tree. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> but that was kind of the end of the episode and that's and then they just kind of ended running away from like coyotes with right. flashlights and it kind of just ends there i don't know like i feel like this is a scary video but also easily debunkable yeah like a lot of things happened but also not at the same time because you can just kind of guess 
what it could have been other than whatever spirits are there. Mm-hmm. So. So, I don't, I'm not a fan of outside videos. But, next video is at Bowers Mansion. And I'm actually really excited about this one because they've been showing some clips or oh, whatever. Yeah, Colby. Um, of Colby. Like, he... Like, in their trailer, he's shown almost having, like, a panic attack. Mm -hmm. He is so scared. And they also tweeted out that this video also made them cry. And that it was their favorite episode of the season, so. Yeah, we're not sure who's going to be with them. Did they do solo videos? I haven't, like, they haven't done a solo video, just the two Mm -hmm. of them, in forever i think that they probably are bringing someone with them i just don't know who it is i'm personally hoping either seth or nate or both of them yeah because they haven't been in a video in a fat minute i would like to see seth again i, think I do more too than nate yeah he's super cool i like both of them mm-hmm. but i think they're bringing someone right I, they have to i know i guess it'd be weird to see a sam and colby video with just the two of them. Because <laughs> they usually try to have more numbers, like safety and numbers kind of thing. Or what if it's, are their names? Stephen Dillon. Stephen Dillon. Haunted Nights. Nights. See, they weren't on the poster, like their names weren't on oh. there for season two. Oh. So I think, I don't know that they're going to be in an episode this season, unfortunately. They might have just not been able to make it to one. And they're, they also, if you want to go check them out, they have started up their own YouTube channel doing some oh, really? videos. Yes, they like, I think their first video was at The Conjuring House, and they started uploading a little bit more frequently. So you should definitely go check them out. They're super cool. I like them. Yes, I, I really like them too. I feel like... They know what they're doing. As much as you can with they have the a ghost lot of experience. field. <laughs> yeah. It's just such an unknown area, I guess. So I guess that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, once again, I'm Emma. I'm Kenna. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.